1: everybody welcome to the what culture gaming podcast i'm your host scott taylor but joined by josh brown hello and jules gill Hey guys, and we've both been playing two of the biggest games one soon to come out one that's out right now and is a big old blazing fire of things and opinions um, But we're gonna we're gonna eventually talk about Sekiro because let's end on a positive sure. but we might as well open uh, with anthem now um all three of us have it you've still not been able to get in because the servers have been a bit of a mess
2: now i've had uh, a few problems because when i uh got the pc review code i couldn't connect at all then and we thought that it was a problem to do with works um, administration and stuff here so took it home tried to play it, still had a lot of connection issues <laughs> finally got into two matches and they both timed out and they dropped yes. out and the frame rate was so bad and i thought Real. okay maybe it's my pc and then i looked in and i was like nope more than meets the recommended requirements looked online and everyone was talking about the same thing yeah. if they were in the game it was a success as in they were raving about it saying i'm in the game <laughs> and then the question <laughs> came with so how are you finding
1: it and then a the, um, uh, lot so of people's opinion. there's a lot. There's so much to unpack. And I'm going to do a whole editorial on it because I think the the overwhelming uh, feel of corporate influence is just so nakedly obvious, mm. so brazenly poisonous that it just it drags everything down. But there are clearly talented people working at Bioware. And occasionally yeah. that comes through. And so, um, in fact, we might as well open with a few more open general thoughts. Go because on. good Sir Josh, yes. what do you think?
3: Well, maybe it's because I went in with little to non-expectations I'm of it saying. being good. But uh, there is a lot that I've been really genuinely enjoying. I, it has a lot of problems for sure, but the general gameplay loop for me is actually quite satisfying.
2: Yes. I was going to state as well that it's not going to be one of those things where we're just going to bag on a no. game for no mm. reason because yeah. it's it's there are elements in it which have been a bit shady and a bit mm-hmm. broken well, and a bit, and a bit yeah. dull. And a lot of people comparing it to Destiny, mm-hmm. I would say that's a very, very apt comparison because it's trying to emulate a lot of what successes that game had. Yeah. But we have to admit that this isn't necessarily the game that Bioware promised. I mean, I don't mm. suppose you guys have been keeping up on all of oh, the different yes. trailers that they've yep. been releasing. Mm-hmm. So there was the Hero Tell Your Own Story trailer. Uh, I can't remember if that's the official name for it.
1: Well, th- okay, so the, yeah, there's there's a few things to address. And t- this might be a whole separate thing, but there are things to address in mm. terms of the way that it was advertised. The idea of this constantly streaming world—you'll never have to have a load screen. Total lie. And also all the choices that you were going to make. Choices.
2: again. It doesn't boil down to anything. Nope. Yeah.
1: It so, oh, it will be your. Because I finished the story now, so it's like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah. You'd have your, you'd have, you'd make meaningful relationships with different characters and you'll meet them at Fortarsis and mm. you'll go forward and mm. like, you know, it'll meaningfully impact you. Once again, Casey Hudson putting those things out, which is the dude that said all the things about Mass Effect 3. Yeah. It'll not be an ABC ending, literally an ABC ending. Um, and it's not throwing him under the bus. I'm sure he's doing his, obviously, he's doing his best. But it's interesting that this has happened multiple times now. Um, but, and even then, on top of the, you know, to address the more weird corporate shady side of it, um, Anthem had about, had four different, I think it was four different release dates. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was- it was like a staggered release wasn't it for people, well, yeah, so, yeah. for people who had a special
2: edition of this and then it was a closed beta on this weekend it was it, just
1: it like was very strange. if you paid the most money you got the worst version of the game because you got the one that really? was available a week before the public that was the one that was on origin access oh yes. that was yes. the 80 pound or dollar whatever the most expensive one but then they came out and said we're going to do a big day one patch and it's like your day one mm-hmm. is a week before you're mm-hmm. calling it and by saying like oh well the version it, and also the day one patch was very sizable fixed a whole lot of stuff changed the tomb of the legionnaires mission which is the worst mission in gaming history <laughs> and Ooh. it's horrible it is bad and it um, now tracks it from like level 3 change the way it that it tracks if, if you w- don't know what Tomb of the Legionnaires is there's a, there's a roadblock about a third of the way through um, where you need to go access this ancient javelin this thing that you need to do the next part of the story um, and it's gated behind four different tombs but to get into the tombs it's four separate goals each but they're all busy work they're all find, uh, find 15 treasure chests do yeah, 30 it's... melee kills do whatever it would literally be like stopping Assassin's Creed and going go find the feathers and then we'll let you do the rest I,
2: I got really annoyed about that in particular because it was I understand if you have gameplay requirements to get into sort of like like say a treasure trove or something like that mm-hmm. but they have to be connected to the actual thing that it is so mm-hmm. say for example you want to take on Lord Cluckington who is an 80 foot tall Godzilla style Hen. chicken. Which I do, yeah. hen, yeah. I mean, yeah. I always want do? To, yeah. So therefore, you would expect it to be collecting eggs, or smashing eggs, or killing chickens, and stuff like that. That would make <laughs> sense, because it relates to that. Mm-hmm. If you're just like, okay, you need to get into this tomb by opening treasure chests, how
1: does the treasure chest track that you've opened? The, it, it doesn't well, make any sense. Well, they, like. they call it uh, being worthy, and so you've got uh, these, like, four... Yeah, you've got these, like... You got, cause another thing as well, there's, 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 there are many, many... There's death by a thousand cuts, but mm. then every now and then, one of those cuts is a big old stab to the heart. And so, like, there's lots of little things, like the menu systems are a complete mess, Tracking those goals is a big deal. Like, it, you've, I initially thought you had to walk up to each tomb to bring up the list of requirements, and the voice is like, "You've been deemed not worthy." So yeah. go do what, some like other the, stuff. What like
2: the gates from uh, Fable? Kinda, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, God, like, you can't
1: <laughs> But less cool. Um, and then you've got like, yeah, these weird. Just I don't know. It makes me think that something went so wrong in development, um, because I wonder what Anthem initially was. You mm. can go back to those original teasers and those original trailers. The idea that it was, you know, you're this hero looking after Fortarsis You have your javelin. You're going to customize it. You're going to go do all these things. And they even said, like, you'll find things in the open world. You can bring back to NPCs, have all these relationships, all these meaningful conversations. None of that's in there.
3: Well, so. this is the fascinating thing for me because a lot of those ambitions that they had, I, I'm sure were solid at some point when yeah, they were creating course. the game. And mm. when you can sort of see it come through, like, when they said you'd meet a lot of people on, in, like, the four and, like, you'd make a lot of relationships. They tried to do that, I think, especially at the mm. beginning. They throw so many people at you and, like, so many conversations. And the problem isn't that it's not there, it's just that it's not really compelling. Like, when I'm talking to these people, I had a similar problem with Metro Exodus yeah. recently, where they're just kind of, like, talking at me and my inputs it's not It's not a compelling uh, conversation-like system, mm-hmm. I'm just not really interested in these people. Maybe it's because they are throwing too much at me at once, which I did, I, I am feeling well, that, in a way, like, there's a lot of law there's a lot yeah, of people really to get to know. Yeah. I
2: mean, it doesn't help as well that they're quite annoying L- like, <laughs> That Owen that, the, guy the, is such just... a... The constant chattering oh. that comes to you, it's like... Yeah. I come a bit who I was watching do a little like piece on it mm-hmm. but they said it's like being at a comedy club when you don't want to be at a comedy club <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's they're like hey I've got a joke to say and it's are like yeah. no, you're not on a What Culture video chill uh,
1: there's a, one of the weirdest one of the weirdest things which I think it came from uh, the first Avengers movie like that whole that weird way that sort of the most, the mainstream way of doing mm-hmm. comedy where it's like, okay we're going to do comedy even if we're not com- comedic yeah. writers this is where we're going to put a joke and Anthem has that like to the nth degree like it's like clips per minute is like 10 or whatever it is. Every other line is a nonchalant, like, oh well, why don't we just take care of this? And hey, remember the last time we did this? Mm, yes. It's really like just milk toasty, like just nothing's memorable in there. Um to count on the thing you said about characters though, like I think it's Halleck is the maybe the one you're referring to, the old dude. Uh, um, the retired old Japanese guy.
3: I was uh, yeah, I was more talking about the, like your mate Owen. Because oh, like Owen, you just yeah, get okay. him non-stop in the in the yeah. opening, yeah.
1: There's um they do some they do they do one thing with Owen that um, pay, makes that pay off. Okay. Um, but it's yeah, they the, their general approach like here's your cast is that you're a silent protagonist well you're mostly a silent protagonist you occasionally talk to mm-hmm. you might as well be a silent protagonist mm. um, and so everyone's just talking at you um, and i saw jeff Gersman on giant bomb talk about it. it made him think of old um like um fmv games where everyone has to acknowledge that you're there by just looking at you every <laughs> now. and it's just that it feels like a stage play it's but, like they're all looking at you for like no reason but i have no
2: problem with the silent protagonist i think that there's not he's not really uh, yeah i know mean, but yeah. I, I just think that there's i think that to use that as a Point of criticism against this game mm-hmm. is probably a bit moot because there's been many other games that have used the silent protagonist yeah. that we don't bag on for mm-hmm. that. But that's only because it gives you choice in how you respond. Whereas yes. I feel this is very limited. Well, you how have a you choice, but it's they, they all go one the same. The other. Yeah, they,
1: yeah, I mean, they all go the same route at the mm-hmm. end of the day. The only thing that is <laughs> the only thing that's remote to give them because it's weird because like something like um, you know you, you sort of go okay, what do they promise? What do they talk about? What's mm. actually in the game? Um, and the only way that the idea of your choices matter works is that. Sometimes at the end of a dialogue string, they'll reference something you said at the beginning mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. be like, "Oh, that's why I should like I don't know go talk to that person I haven't talked to for years I, or whatever." And it, it's like, "That's not a thing." Yeah, that's again, not like again. A, I'm know. not as
3: far as in it as you are, but uh, Dumb, when, when, I, when I'm yeah, when, when, I, when I'm like engaging in these conversations, sometimes I'll get a little prompt like, "Oh, you've increased your reputation with our loyalty with this faction." Mm, yeah, and I'm like, "Is that all I'm doing Do you know in what this that conversation?
1: You? What a blueprint for so a it, gun that looks it. exactly the same as the one you start with the loot system." Yeah, this is where it gets really is where it gets really fundamentally broken because like well not broken but just fundamentally empty that's mm. why I think something went wrong in development because for a game that's a loot shooter a loot system mm-hmm. all the guns are nigh on visibly identical and even the gun that you get 30 at, well I mean I'm only, I am finished it in like 10 hours so okay so even the guns I get at the end are exactly the same as the ones I get at the beginning other than their damage status higher yeah. they look the same like you, well you can get ones that have different very small visually identifiably mods but it's nothing because that was where Borderlands
2: strength mm. lied in the fact that it was lots of visual differences to yeah. make you feel like everything you were getting was at least worth uh, like mm-hmm. looking or at or tr- testing out in the field mm-hmm. so I don't like the fact that they feel like it's limiting you on that with just like Here's, it just does more damage it's a machine
1: yeah. gun and the one you'll get later is also a machine gun but at the end of its clip it might give you a 10% shield boost I mean this is the thing It's again it sounds like we're just going to rag on
2: this game but Josh said that he had a good experience when he was playing with it sometimes that's it and, and yeah. this thing so, same, same in terms of when the gameplay is good, it's very good. I mean, I love the freedom of movement, I think that's a fantastic addition to a third person yeah. shooter. Not too keen on enemies that completely heat you up so quickly because that happened way too well. You often. overheat
1: in 20 seconds, but again, All I don't, time.
2: I do feel like being able to flip about the map is, that's good. Great. Like, yeah, yeah. is good, and I like the approach to combat. Like, with you know, you teaming up with different mates with different javelin suits that have different powers, mm-hmm. like on paper. Because it sounds like I'm describing Destiny, I liked that, I liked how Destiny played.
3: Like. Yeah. Well, there was a moment really early on when I first jumped in, and again, had no expectations of how this was going to be, mm-hmm. and I was, I think, the storm javelin who can sort of summon at elemental attacks. Yeah. I was it's thrown down this lightning, and then I was uh, sort of freezing dudes, and I was getting my ultimate out and whacking them, and I was like, this is so satisfying, and I'm zipping around, and I'm like kind of floating around, yeah. and looking cool as all hell, and I was like, maybe this game's really, really good, yeah. and it... There's a call there that is really good, but like we said, there are so many roadblocks that come into play. Mm-hmm. And I think we're touching on a, on a very good point there, Jules, where you mentioned uh, the comparison to Destiny. Because yes. obviously this game has tried to address problems with Destiny, especially in the sort of character and personality of it, mm-hmm. and, and um, trying to give you people to actually engage with and a story to follow. Like, it, it is there. It's yeah. there to dive into. It might not be good, but it's there. Mm-hmm. But in so many other ways, they failed to fix problems that the original Destiny made five years ago. And that's the most frustrating part if this game came out when the Luke shooter live service boom was just starting Mm -hmm. I think it would have people would have cut it way more slack but the Mm -hmm. fact that this is coming after those after The Division especially it's just Man, uh, you, well, you needed to have learned from those mistakes. Yeah.
2: The, the hardest thing to create with a loot shooter, I can imagine, is that people will burn through the content very, very quickly, and you need to constantly up the challenge. Mm-hmm. But it seems to be like the feedback that they're getting is that the enemies don't feel like they are the changing. They like, feel like they're yeah. recycled so yep. often. Yep. The yep. guns don't seem like they're keeping you invested in it. And it sure as hell isn't the big bad in the mm. campaign. because, no. Although he literally is Thanos. But apparently, which once, is uh, cool. once you off him, it sets up the struggle for the next like, aka the downloadable content that's coming yeah, out. The end game. And I I really resonated badly with that. The worst thing I can think of is completing a game and then somebody just saying, Yeah, if you thought that was bad, wait till you, wait till you pay 15 you, quid more to go and get the next one. I, I got really annoyed at that because I was like, that, how are you going to make me care about what's going to happen next? Yeah, and I didn't even
1: care well, about so it now. Your full price investment isn't worth anything, and if you if you spent more for the earlier edition, mm. it's it's doubly not worth anything because you've wasted your time because they've patched up they've like you've got the worst version and they fixed everything later. Mm. The more you invest in the game, the more you're ripped off. And so like, but that's like a separate kind of point. But in terms of the story stuff, they've laid out their uh, roadmap for the rest of twenty nineteen. Yeah, and I do like the idea, or I quite love the idea of a Bioware told story unfolded across a diff- a whole year, where it's like okay, because I'm going to dive into the Law for a second. It's like, here's what the cenotaph is, here's what the whatever. There's different mm. things that they can address that get sort of talked about in the main story, and there's a post credits scene after the after the main story that says, like, here's this, here's a massive tease, basically, here's yeah. this like thing. And so there's you know, th- it's a nice way to do an unfolding story, but that's barely been communicated. Mm. I just it's I, not I, even satisfying what is there.
2: See, I'm always about the closed narrative. I want that that cycle to end. I hate it when they go like, oh, because this thing's coming out now. Because what if this game absolutely stunk. On sales what if it never went anywhere and we ended up with just like another cliffhanger that was just was never patched out in DLC or like or expanded upon or even worse didn't have enough of a following so the developers just crapped out a bad DLC just to close that off Mm -hmm. and everyone's got an even more sour taste just leave it there and then just say there are more struggles to come and we will unveil them as and when in separate well, narratives. I don't see
1: what That's you... the weirdest thing because the world that they've set up, I actually, I quite like, I, I do. I think the story's totally fine. Like mm. I think it's very good versus evil, that's literally all it is um, but I like that they, they they actually see the world quite nicely with like, what the anthem is. Like the anthem is just like the voice of God like yeah. the, the, this, if creation was an entity and you could hear it, it drives most people insane and I like that as an idea mm. and so they, like people are trying to control anthem and understand what it is and that results in these different, like this race called the shapers and the relics and whatever it results in the world itself being contorted and changed in different ways which is literally their way of canonizing the idea of dlc because yeah. oh by the way this thing has yeah. changed and now this is a big river and you need to do this yeah and it's like that's a cool way to make you know living deals for me that's
3: a great idea the yeah. idea of this world being sort of alive and like constantly shifting is great i don't know what happens later on but i've heard that's not doesn't get more communicated Nothing in the story happens, like though. not not tangibly people will pay a lip service to it the fact that wow this, these huge cataclysmic, cataclysmic events are going down uh-huh. but you never see them and that never affects the way you play the game which is a big point of frustration for I me. think
2: it, it, sorry, I, it, sorry. It, just a classic age old rule of thumb thing is show don't tell isn't yes. mm, it just like if you hear about these cataclysmic events I want to see them I want to play through that especially seeing
3: as I've paid X amount for this game I don't want to just hear about it or yeah. just see it happening, unfolding in a cutscene. Well, that was... I'm not sure if you... Have uh, you seen the cutscene very, very early on where they show you sort of like the downfall of one of the cities and yeah. there's like a bunch of javelins facing off against this army? And that was such a well-directed sort of um, scene with such gravitas and like it, it really sold me on like the epic scale of this world. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, but I feel like all I'm playing now is a footnote to
1: that story. Yeah. I would uh, rather be playing this yeah. than whatever is occurring now. That's something to really address is that obviously across the marketing, they were like, don't worry, we're gonna do a bioware story. Don't worry, mm. we've got we've got all you guys, it's gonna be, you know, like an investable single player story, but also it's a dynamic multiplayer loot shooter, and those are obviously two things that are hard to get right. And and Casey Hudson and various bioware members talked about like, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna do that for the first time. We're gonna mesh yep. these things together. And they don't. Like I think Anthem feels like a single player game, but whenever you go on a mission, you're just randomly like buddying up with people. Yeah. And obviously the law would say that well, multiple javelins defend Fort Tarsus, but there's not multiple javelins in the main Fort Tarsus area that, there are in the social yeah. hub, yeah. which they bolted on. But all the cutscenes only address a single javelin, a it single makes, you. And it makes you feel like you're the chosen one again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. The
2: only one that can do this. It's to, like stop putting that gravitas and even on one like, person.
1: Even like later on, like you come up against certain boss characters and certain notable talking points and mm. stuff, and you'll be in an isolated area where you're having a one-on-one conversation with someone, and that cutscene ends because it goes into a boss fight and all yeah. of a sudden four guys are right next to you and you take well, them well, on that's together someone mentions earlier on they're like whoa
3: the, the freelancers they're really rare these days and we, n- we need to rebuild <laughs> then it is then is you, like... you jump outside and there's 50 of them yeah. and you're like well yeah.
1: whoa well, this is the kind the of strange yeah. 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 but then in the free play you can only get instances with three other people so yeah. it's like four people in a massive open world just looking for treasure chests it's bizarre. just empty the weird one is is that
2: um, you remember when we were all playing Red Dead online yes and, uh, that one week where we did yeah and we were we we're too sure about the story for the for the online section at least. At least they had a good way of addressing that there were four random people showing up yeah, it because it's not yeah. like hey look bounty hunters that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of bounty hunters <laughs> and look they, they don't talk to each other in the posse, but they address them all as being like
1: hey guys mm-hmm. all of you together sort of thing. Like I just a little thing like even that makes me think that you could open the world map on yeah. your online and tell your friends where to go. You can't even set a waypoint in Anthem. Yeah, and it's like there's no like there's no in-game map other than the Skyrim style like the the compass bar on the top, and you like you can kind of like you know go okay there's an icon of there, I'm going to go this way, mm, yeah. but the map is like empty.
3: The, those little frustrations are what makes it is what makes me think it was kind of like just rushed out. Because there are so yeah. many quality of life things in this game that are just they're just bad, or they, it doesn't seem finished.
1: Like why can't yeah, you set yeah, a yeah, waypoint? You got yeah you have a health bar, but no health statistic. And then it gets oh this adds ten percent to your health. I'm like well what is my health? Yeah. Like do I, what do you quantify? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this for a game that's meant to be all about stats and loot grinding and upgrading. There's there is actually next to no stats in the game. Well, when, so. when I
3: finish yeah. the first mission and it pops up and you get your XP boost and it tells you some kind of like achievements that you've unlocked or what yeah, you've a done badges, in that specific yeah. what do those badges mean how do I find those <laughs> things out you get like a play to it's players communicated it, it says something
1: like class specific achievement I'm like okay yeah. what was that did I, I shocked enough people yeah what, it's, like what? That, it's like does it do anything like, yeah like exactly I need, late, I so need yeah. as well I need to quickly point out that they don't even cover at all the one thing that makes the combat really really good which is combos
0: hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at mid mobile we like to do the opposite For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
3: Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that. With Masterclass, with Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200-plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology, as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, what Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to Ollie properly. I'll see you all soon.
1: Um, which is primers and detonators. Um, which like again, not even covered in the tutorial, but it's the one thing that makes um, Anthem's combat genuinely quite unique and really fun is that both uh, magic and attacks get split into two categories, primers, detonators. You cover enemies in whatever substance or whatever you want on the primer side and you detonate it on on that other side and that results in different combos, different elemental boosts and depending on which javelin does it, that affects what happens afterwards as well. Hmm. So it's, it's pretty much yeah. just an
2: expansion of the Mass Effect 3 combat system. Yes, kind of, yeah. Powers and then detonate with the
1: tech powers yes but but like yeah but putting that to the forefront it's like okay I see the through line I see where you came from I see how you yep. made that yep. the crux of combat and like in, <laughs> on the Anthem YouTube channel they point this out where it's like, oh you're going to need these combos and you need things tactically it. like it, it, you know it. to overcome bosses but it's not in the game yeah. and it's like okay like you said it, it, I don't know if it was rushed out but, mm. but my theory is that they released this bare bones like empty filing cabinet because they're going to fill it in across 2019 yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's my thought
2: I, I imagine that they've got the full game like they have had that from the off completely all planned out and now they're just going like look I'm sorry it's not the 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 mm, game you yeah. wanted it's like maybe a 6 out of 10 7 out of 10 but but don't worry stay with <sighs> us pay a bit more money that's what makes and me then, and it's, the pay, it's, it's the pay a bit more money yes. yeah, that's the bit that bothers me well, because remember they've when got a great core gameplay yes. like it works yeah. but Sure well
1: I well, was just quickly like, I mean it reminds me of when Javik was taken out of Mass Effect 3 mm-hmm. and it's like you had the mm-hmm. first Prothean character massive plot centric character um, or at least part of the lore was very you know he's a Prothean the, the trilogy revolves around what the Protheans did mm-hmm. and so like you have him as a playable character and then it was taken out and put as um, separate DLC yeah. and that had to be EA's choice because there's so much money they can put behind hey just make the thing all the fans want a separate price they did it in Star Wars Battlefront and they did it here and it feels like that again it's like if you have an empty game because like I said before there's no like there's one cosmetic option for each additional body part. Yeah. There's one more armor piece, one more leg piece, one more head piece, whatever. And like you know, and then there's a cosmetic DLC store. But then there's two pieces in there, and it's like there's such an empty. it's gonna plug yeah. it all in. Like, no, it is. I think they're trying to see how much they can get away with, how little they can get away with releasing to then plug it all in. Later. But he's but the I think thing it's all that EA's was. Fault.
3: There was a game which did this before. and I, Although it's been compared to Destiny quite a lot. For me, the biggest point of comparison is The Division when that came right, out. Right. Yeah. And I thought I had the same relationship with that as I do Anthem. I thought. The core gunplay in that was so good yeah. and the world itself was such a joy to be in and the same with anthem but with that game the cosmetic upgrades you were getting mm. were bad i don't want some brown <laughs> gloves right I, that's you not worth 10 hours hat. yeah you've got a hat no i should have spent six hours doing anything but unlocking that the nice weapons bomber jacket. were very yeah. savvy yeah. you got to the end of this 15 hour story and then you destroyed a helicopter and then it was over yeah. and then you were just like well what's the end game?" and Ubisoft,
1: do were it, like, again. Do it just, again. Just do it again. That's another thing. I've got. To, I've got to leap in because it's just. It's just so. It's just. It's baffling. It's maddening. Like they've got. They've got these little dungeons. These little uh, the raids that you can do in uh, Anthem. There are three of them. You have one for the whole game. The other two unlock when you finish, mm-hmm. and that's it. You just re-roll them over for and now. over and over again. <laughs> yeah, for now. <laughs> for now. Because they can plug some in later. But it just. It's just. It's, how are you charging again, this much money for this? Again, he's the he's the he's the
3: problem, right? Because you put this game out and you just assume, oh, we're going to support it; it's going to get better. That's what the division did as well. I keep going back to mm, the division, yeah. but when they, when they planned their end game, they were like, right, we've got all this content coming; it'll be fine. But then they spent so much time fixing what came before that that got pushed to the sidelines, True. and then no one was invested by the time it did come around. I'm scared Anthem's going to go down the same route where it's promised this expansive year long sort of set of content, mm. but then they're going to be so concerned about fixing the issues that shouldn't. To being there at launch and adding in more loot. Well, like, I was just going to say
2: for me Anthem strikes a very same similar tone as you say with The Division mm-hmm. because I see it as being a game that I will probably only really invest some time into when it's the gold edition with all of the DLC right, and everything right. added yeah. in which will come about a year from now the game of the year edition or whatever yeah. I want to call it this time I'll pick that one up I'll sit down and be like cool this
1: is the game an I want actual to tell. story yeah this mm-hmm. is the game they wanted to tell it's just like how much are games as a service just a different term for early access because this is the, the way this thing has been released the amount of things they've had to fix I mean there's been two patches since launch mm-hmm. so and one of them was their big sought after day one patch which fundamentally changed a whole bunch of quests yeah. and altered the way the loot works um, you know things like that it's like are, are, are people really just being brazenly taken for suckers over the way that it's rolled out like here is this empty game and we'll plug stuff in but we want your money up front and there's a bunch of different deluxe versions that you can get and you know we're just we're going to get the payday up front and we'll and we'll maybe give you stuff later on yeah. but in EA's case if things don't perform we'll probably just sever the studio anyway so it's just it just <sighs> it feels really nakedly corporate it's difficult because again we've had this pr- they've set a
3: precedent before a lot mm-hmm. of people stayed with destiny and sort of slugged through that when that wasn't a great launch but mm-hmm. then it became sort of a great game that people were putting hundreds and hundreds of hours yes. in and whereas other games again like the division where the player base just dropped off completely mm-hmm. so I wonder how much they've learned from like the Mistakes.
1: How much they are confident that people will stick around mm-hmm. when the data says completely different? How much things? is that an assumption of what you're buying into? Though, like you were saying, like you know, like you want the, the, uh, a narrative to end, like a story yeah. to have a, a final point. Yeah. If do people know going into this that they're not getting that, that they know they're buying into a year's worth of? Robots? I think no. no. Oh, no.
2: do you think? because oh. the, the advertising for it has just led this to believe that this is the biggest game to ever launch on mm-hmm. current day consoles, as is. Yeah their future plan has been something that's just been rolled out on their social media accounts. I wouldn't say that it's been publicly advertised as a huge thing they've never Mm -hmm. said it's an expanding and growing world
1: they've just advertised it as the biggest world Mm -hmm. that you will Mm ever be a part of and like maybe there's a way to do uh, games as a service where it's the video game version of something like the MCU and you know that you're buying into an installment in a larger canon and like maybe that's the way that it goes forward but I don't think that's been uh, remotely communicated and just the sheer lack of content the sheer lack of loot and guns and worthwhile reasons to keep playing like Anthem plays the same after 30 seconds 30 minutes as it does after 30 hours like you're not getting any new fundamentally new ways to play or anything yeah. but,
2: but, for, but for some people
1: that's fine yeah, I mean there are fine. still
2: people out there playing Fallout seventy six who really enjoy it, that's, <laughs> and that's, that's up to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, how you choose your t- to spend your time is up to you. Yes, but it's just like uh, when the end game isn't uh, an attractive opportunity for me, I can't. Well, look, okay, yeah, my
1: good. my point isn't that what what is there that works is bad. Like I do love oh, okay. the combat, I love the flight. I just right. think things like the overheating gets in the yeah. way, and that becomes a larger comment on why have you put these restrictions in the way of this other stuff that works? Which makes me think that there's a problem on the development side, and there's potentially a problem on the publisher side with EA saying, "Hey, here's a full thing. Let's siphon that off." And sell it back to people across the <laughs> year. Yeah. That's my theory side of it. I sort of react the same way
3: you do. I think Jules with this, when uh, I'll play this, I'll play Anthem mm. and I'll play it for I don't know, maybe ten hours or something, and I'll enjoy the combat and I'll I'll be there, but I won't engage with this game the way EA want me to by like completely investing in this right. world and keep coming back and repeating missions and building my gear. It's at, at this point, like I did with Destiny, like I did with the Division, I'm just going to sort of like peace out and be like, I'll see you for Anthem 2 You yeah. know, when you right. fix all these problems, I put some time into it, but I'm not engaging with this as a sort of
1: you. Long two well, year that's my long early access point. yeah, how exactly. Much do yeah. They treat people just like walking cash machines, and that, that's literally what it is at this stage. And like for the reasons that we play games, or that I think the discerning gamer plays games is for a more worthwhile experience than what this offers. Mm. But that's the thing, that's the question mark. How many people are out there that are satisfied with what Anthem is now, and how much can they trade on that? Because oh, well, I think that's hmm. just kind of I think it's insane to accept that this is the way that a games as service game can be. I know and when it can be something like the MCU if they mm. did it way better. Oh,
3: what, what's, you know. what's, what's genuinely killing me inside is that I'm seeing all this, and yeah, I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to fly around for two hours, and I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to forget about all the problems, probably mm. except the loading screens because they are. Up well, here that, in the that's earth.
1: what they want. They cash in on that first experience yeah. and the first few hours. Yeah, they're brilliant, and the combat is great. The flight's great. The story's enough. It's fine, mm. but it doesn't work on the long run. And then the more you see things get plugged into it over time the more it's just a reminder that you bought the wrong version or you Mm. should have waited or whatever and it's like how much is that just the reality of the games industry? It's just weird. Tuffling. You,
2: you can tell I'm getting excited because uh, yes, we should pivot I, into something. I, 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 I know we're very going to good. talk about <laughs> a game that I really. <laughs> enjoy. And instead of speaking about EA cutting off publishers, oh. we're going to be talking about cutting off arms. Ooh. Yes, let's segue like, into something that is, is a full story, is a full game, and this is we hope it is, even though it's published by Activision. I could not think of a game that is more distant uh, to Anthem <laughs> than
3: Sekiro.
1: It is literally like, the other side of the coin. It's, it's a like, single
2: player, narrative focused experience yeah. that. Rewards careful, tactful combat, <laughs> and at the same time is beautifully rich in its It feels own passionately board. made. Oh, guys, so tell you me more. Played
1: right? Sekiro.
2: I, and didn't play Sekiro <laughs>
1: right? I didn't
2: just play Sekiro. I didn't Boss. So basically, um, there was an event uh, at the Metro Centre here up in Newcastle, uh, sponsored by Game. And they let us play up into uh, the first boss, the Corrupted Monk. Mm-hmm. And uh, I beat the boss. Which you, you were the first person the, to beat, weren't the you, first. Jill? He is <laughs> not shut up about beating the boss. <laughs> I was the first person to defeat the boss, so I was very happy about it. won a little t-shirt. Yeah. And um, the, the best way to describe this game is there are so few criticisms that I can level up what I was shown. Okay. That make that it's making me even more worried about the actual release. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just because it was so good. It's like you're falling in love, and
1: it's like there must be a flaw. Yeah, there's got to be something because because
2: it's like uh, when we were looking at it. I definitely think it might have been a vertical slice of gameplay because um, there were a few sections that seemed to be set up specifically just to showcase some elements. And I wonder if the finished game will have them laid out in a different manner because you start off in a sort of um, overlooking a a base, Um, you kill some guys, go through a Mm tutorial-style stage where it teaches you how to hug onto walls Mm -hmm. and, like, assassinate people Tenchu-style, which is absolutely brilliant, using the hookshot arm to swing across like Uh (laughs) Spider-Man. Then things suddenly change you come to a bridge and you can't pass through into the fort. Instead, you have to jump down into a ravine and a giant albino blind snake appears. And I'm talking (laughs) like, I'm talking like,
1: huge, unbelievably huge. I've seen the the picture of it.
2: And it's, uh, you have to go into a stealth section. So Mm. it mixes, you've gone from the action, the tutorial stage, to a full-on stealth section now. What happens if you get seen? You get seen, you get munched. Like, it's it's, it's unfortunately like, well, I think that, I didn't actually fail it, I'm just saying. (laughs) But But I think that the guys said that uh, if you fail it's not going to end well mm. okay and you finally get through and that's when you fight the corrupted monk a woman who has a giant I want to call it a naginata which is like a long uh, blade on a pole yeah. and it the boss battle is like the best parts of dark souls 3 okay with
1: the speed an aggression required from Bloodborne. So, like the big, over-the-top, like seismic, powerful enemy. But then you're kind of you're you're matching it beat for beat, oh, like the, the, staying see, on your toes. See the
2: way that there's so many ways to actually beat this boss. Right. I went in very much from a Dark Souls mindset of I'm just going to try dodging and see if it gets that's that what works. I would have done, yeah. And the guy was like, "You're in for a tough time, like <laughs> because you need to not you need to use the actual fact that you've got a jump button right. so readily available and shot yeah. your way out of there whenever things get." Uh, can you block? In it, you can block, okay. and the parry system is where he said I should have gone. Right. Because there are two types of attacks in the game. You have got regular ones, and then there are certain attacks that have a, uh, a symbol that appear, like a Japanese character. Mm-hmm. And if you get hit with those, they are unblockable, mm-hmm. and it will do a lot of damage okay. to you. To it, and it highlights it in red. So again, it's a bit more simplified than maybe the mm-hmm. Dark Souls and Bloodborne, because of the fact that it gives the player a bit of warning yeah, yeah. whether they're unblockable or not. Whereas in those games, you just get hit. You're dead. Yes. Yeah. So if you parry the other ones though, it builds up a stagger meter on the top. And if you do that, it breaks their poise and means that you can go in to attack them. Nice. Because there is there's two ways to defeat enemies. Either chip away at their health, which takes an absolute age and it's not recommended. Or break their guard by either powering them and opening them up, and you'll get a little red icon over them, and it'll be a one hit insta kill. Right? And it's really interesting. And it's it's utterly brilliant. No matter if they're on no, full health or anything. Well, there's little diamonds up ab- okay. above their n- uh, name, and that will represent how many health bars they've right. got. Right. And it's unbelievable how. You look at it and think, no, surely this general who's got, like, two health bars here, and I've just taken one off with that thing, like, mm. he's not going to... H- how is this a challenge? <laughs> they? But then every single time you knock a bit of a pip of health off, mm. their moveset complete changes or adds in new elements to it. Like the Corrupted Monk she disappears into the um, bridge that you're fighting on and three ghost figures and the whole room uh, fills with smog. They come at you and chase you. Got to survive that thing and you go, okay, cool, so that's her new trick for that one. Take it down to the next one and she starts spinning around like a whirlwind like the the dancer from Dark Souls 3 and I'm like, and then she sinks into ground. <laughs> and then she get all the and a boost in power and uh, stuff, and you're like, okay, this is still incredibly difficult. So, okay, um, let's
1: just because you can go to uh, the other video that you did with Rach for the yes. full breakdown of like all yeah. your thoughts on the day. Yeah. Um But I think the thing that's like the thing that strikes me immediately is the locomotion. Like you have a jump button, and yeah. you, like you have a different way to like jump around. Does it feel more like just a, a platinum style action game now? The, the freedom of mobility is fantastic. I mean, I made a bright tit of
2: myself the first couple of times because it was like go along this ledge. And I was like, what's that? Jump? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you wouldn't think of it, though. But um, it's really fun because you can use this to completely evade some enemies that are attacking you because they don't have the same sort of freedom Mm. of mobility that you do, at least in the demo. Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
2: So if I was in trouble, I'll just look up, grab onto uh, the Mm. roof, and escape out there. Tenchu style. But... To balance that, there are loads of ranged enemies around, making sure that if they see you, they they're going right. to take potshots. Yeah. you. so it's a balance of trying to mix stealth
3: action. Did it's it's they... it really well that done. That kind of like you mentioned there when you were dropping down, it's like different kind of levels of this level. Mm. That seems to be a huge emphasis and sort of verticality. Like kind oh, of Dark yeah. Souls you didn't have. You were just sort mm. of very gra- like like you said locomotion. You were very grounded in those games. How does that change not only the action but sort of like just the layout and how you get through these? mean, the Mm -hmm. one thing i'd say that i absolutely adore about the first dark souls is that
2: if you put every single piece of environment that you go together you can actually make a map that makes sense geographically you can understand where you are in the place of this world i will say that's possibly sekiro's one weakness or at least Mm. of the demo that i've experienced in that i wouldn't be able to say if this uh giant um fortress is here I couldn't say how me moving down here relates to that, or how it makes sense. Right, right. It feels much more like a level designed for entertainment's sake than maybe believability's mm-hmm. sake, which is no is no bad thing because the player, I believe, should always come first. But yeah. It, but it does mean that there are certain situations where, you're like, oh, this is a bit strange. Right. I
1: was gonna um, ask on the on the stealth front. Do they have like enemy awareness? Because you can do they stealth do. kills. Yes. So if you hide, they go back. They go back to their. They've got. Um, again. They've
2: got the classic sort of uh, semicircle ring with, the, with a with an arrow pointing okay. where they think you are and it turns yellow to red right. if they see you That's um,
1: yeah that's literally some tenchu yeah. type
2: of business and it's which absolutely I'm game brilliant. Really. you can like uh, hug walls as well to let enemies pass you and nice. there's there's this one absolute bastard <laughs> who's like <laughs> hiding out in this little outcrop and he's got like uh, what appears to be a giant like pot and pan okay. and uh, if he sees you he starts banging on it, <laughs> <laughs> <everyone comes> <laughs> but not just everyone a giant man who's like got his ha- hands in like a stocks, uh-huh. but he's like the, the I he was- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he looks like a, uh, he
1: acts like a mimic, like he will oh. toe punt you all over the place, but he's like 20 <laughs> foot tall, it's mad. I just, I, I love that they're experimenting so much, because I, I I like Bloodborne but I love mm. Dark Souls, mm. and so I always thought that Bloodborne, pl- didn't play things too safe but it was, it wasn't that much of a differentiation this feels like them going, we're going to completely change the foundations and you're not yeah. even going to play it the same yeah. way, Um so I guess like, I mean it's only a couple of weeks or something? Uh, uh It comes out on the 22nd of March, oh. yeah, so it's not,
2: not long to wait at all, and yeah. if it's, if this is a taste of things to come, then it's easily going to be getting a high ranking from me I like a lot of people have been complaining the fact that um, it doesn't have online um, and a lot of of people were um, very very keen on teaming up with people to do it but for me I didn't really utilize the PvP stuff and I think that Dark Souls will always have a fan base people will always play that so Mm -hmm. I think that the developers this time around were just like let's just deliver a different experience like they might add uh, multiplayer in a future date and also the fact that you have your one weapon yeah they've said that you will never get another weapon you yep. only upgrade the arms that you have I like which that. I actually really prefer because we started out with three you've got a shuriken firing one with uh, long range stuff or just knocking enemies off posts mm-hmm. and stuff like that then you had uh, an axe that looked like the switch uh, weapons from Bloodborne yep. which could break shields which was incredibly useful and finally one that uh, set out a wall of flame that if you attacked through straight afterwards would set your blade on fire and you'd <laughs> uh, get a fire buff that's for the awesome. next 30 I hope, that's like,
1: I hope that's an indication of different elemental buffs that you can get, like Zelda Me style, too, where it's yeah. like, yeah, like the actual world has elements you can play with. That does um, kind of yeah. sound
3: like an, an extension of Blood Bomb, because in that game, although it still had quite a decent amount of weapons to choose from, it was scaled back massively from, like, Dark Souls, mm. and it was more how you use the weapons rather than the different weapons themselves, and I kind of like that. Which lets like them the balance combat with? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like that more, I think, especially if you're trying
1: to differentiate yourself from the things that came before. So, yes, for now, this state of 2019, we have the complete madness of this anthem that will hopefully get together eventually, but you never know, yeah. and the pretty immaculate cone fully formed playing <laughs> I, from day yeah. one Sekiro
2: I mean we'll be bringing out the review as soon as we get yes. our hands on
1: it yes but let us know what you think down in the comments below if you've been playing Anthem or if you're looking forward to Sekiro this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast I've been your host Scott Tilford, joined by Josh Brown thank you goodbye and John by Jules Gill. bye guys I'll catch you next time bye,
3: bye.